0: There's a new member of the Final Four club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas.
1: Touchdown,
0: Red Raiders! There's a spirit,
1: and the Texas Tech Red Raiders, for the second time in three years, are headed to the College World Series. Welter takes it at the 11. New routines pay. Welcome in everybody to the Talk Tech Podcast, powered by the Nation, part of the Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, Steven Rodriguez, my co-host Tristan McGonal is here. Tristan Texas Tech is seven and five, my man.
0: I'm sorry, I'm just I'm still staring at this current Big 12 standings. I, I just I've been looking at this for hours. I can't look away. Top half, baby. Top half, baby. First time since when, Steven? Oh, nine.
1: Since 2009. That was Yikes. a great year for me. That Was that a good year for you? Uh, well, considering I was, what, 10 years 13. old? No, 13. Thir- That's wow. That's right. You know math. Wow. I was born in 1996. Yes. Not 1999. Sometimes <laughs> I forget that. <laughs> no. Yes, I was 13. Uh, you were also 13. This mm-hmm. is a crazy time in our lives. Uh, just... <laughs> Just playing youth Eighth basketball. Grade. Eighth grade. Just they, not just being the worst version of myself. <laughs> That's really. okay. All right. Acting middle like school Middle is the worst version of
0: yourself. Middle school is probably the worst time in your entire life. <laughs> Barring like real tragedy, of course. Oh, but, of course, yeah. But <laughs> in like a general scheme, there's no – like there's no
1: like – good memories from middle school. Like, you know, like you think about like when you were happy or whatever, you were also just so awkward and so cringy. And it just makes you cringe at this point, thinking back at at middle school. You should get a
0: memory wipe as soon as you get to high school or maybe like sophomore. Okay. Maybe junior year of high school. That's when the memories can actually stick around. How does that sound?
1: Perfect. Perfect with me, guy. Uh, (laughs) Texas Tech football. Seven and five we are going to a good bowl game, my friend um we <laughs> the last time we finished with seven wins in a season, Patrick Mullins was our quarterback and we got stomped by lSU in the Texas Bowl. so now we have the chance to play in. What is the Texas Bowl, the Cheez It Bowl? There's a good, a good amount of bowl games, like good bowl games.
0: You know what the crazy thing is, too? It's like that this season is still better than that patch of home season because, oh, yeah. yeah, we won seven games, but it, we got that seventh win thanks to an out of conference game in beating Arkansas. And that wasn't a very good Arkansas team to begin with. I'm pretty sure that was the season Burt got fired. Uh, and he's killing it. Illinois now. Bert's going nuts. Is he killing Ch- it? Champagne. Yeah. Is he
1: killing it in Illinois? Or is yeah, he just did, like, he like D's? Did he finish
0: like second or third in the West? Are they in the good Big Ten? Or is that the East? Uh, they're Illinois in the I East th- or the West.
1: I thought they were in the bad Big Ten division. That, everybody's yeah, I think they
0: like are. six and six this year. But still, I mean, I kill killing it in the scheme. You know what? <laughs> this is an Illinois podcast. I'm, let's <laughs> move on. Um, but yeah, with this Patrick Mahomes, uh, season still wasn't in the green in the big 12 and we managed to get into the green with Bonsoir McGuire in every single quarterback in the state of Texas at the helm. (laughs) So it's a very impressive feat.
1: Yes. Let's talk about OU before we talk about kind of our thoughts on the season as a whole, because, um, this was a terrible start to the game. Um, I think we were all depressed (laughs) Yes, (laughs) watching that first quarter. Uh, It was a nightmare. You you get a great kickoff return to start the game, Uh, probably your longest of the season, I think. And then immediately, immediately, first play, you run a a terrible trick play option that Oklahoma immediately blows up and they still try to run it. And then it's a fumble and it's a nightmare start. Uh, We didn't score until nine minutes, I believe, like 9.30 in the second quarter. And we ended with 51 points. I don't know how we did it, but uh, yeah, dude. How were you feeling about the- <laughs> at the beginning of that game?
0: I, I think everyone was saying the same thing. Like, wow, we're gonna we're gonna get murdered, aren't we? This is gonna yeah. be a, a absolute blasting. Uh, but. Thankfully, it did not turn out that way. It was really funny whenever we got that kickoff return. I was like, finally, with the first good kickoff of the entire year. And then it goes right the other way. It's like, oh, that's about right. That's yeah. That's that's, not that's dozen, Texas Tech huh? football, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's it right there, baby. But, dude, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I, I was kind of on the side, like, OK, I think I might actually turn this off uh, at the end of the second quarter.
1: Wow. No, I never. So. I pick a few games out of the year that I just say to you in Austin that we're going to win. And I, mm-hmm. I and it's usually sure. worked out pretty well. I pick and choose my games. So it's I like, think you're undefeated with it. I think I'm like 2-0 this season. When I, was, mm-hmm. I just say it at the beginning. I'm like, we're going to win this game no matter what happens. And then we immediately went down 17-0. And I was like, we're going to win this game. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to win this game somehow, some way. And I think if this game isn't the biggest example of the brand, I don't know what is. Because... You started off horrible. I mean mm-hmm. horrible. Worst we've seen Texas Tech play yep. all season long in that first quarter. And you overcome it and you score 51 points. And you beat OU. You first time in history, you beat Texas and Oklahoma in the same season. Uh, you get your seventh win. You go six and one at home. Um, that was that was a brand game right there.
0: No, absolutely. That's the the hardest working, uh at, you know, best what's what's the thing? The uh the hardest working team in the country. What's it?
1: Yeah. Hardest working, most competitive team. Some, yeah, Some Joeyism.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> some, some McGuire fortune. Um, yeah. But uh, no, absolutely, dude. And I, I think you're 100% true. I think uh, most any other team that we've seen in the past would collapse immediately after that first quarter. I don't know if any uh, Texas Tech team that I've watched in years gone um, would have come back from that. I think it would have been shellacking no matter what. But I think we just have a grit in this team that truly just doesn't give up. You know, they yep. just keep on digging and fighting and finding a way. Um, and it, it was it was not only was it the brand game, you got the full Trey Wolf experience. Yes. Oh man, that was that was oh, he misses an extra point. It's it that was, Trey Wolf game. It was probably what nah, like, was well, the tip. It was it was a bad snap. Or it a was bad a bad
1: snap. snap, bad hold. That was the reason for the for the initial extra point. But yes, I was like, really? I was like, okay. Yeah,
0: this that's how this we're gonna lose on that one point, aren't we? Yeah, we take wrong. You
1: just ran it in with Jalen Hutchings mm-hmm. and you got a great touchdown. You changed all the momentum, and then you missed the extra point. I was like, come on.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was the full Texas Tech experience, I'm sure, in general when we think about it. It was yep. just truly highs and lows.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Mostly prices. highs. A lot of highs there. From the second quarter on, it was it was honestly insane that it was only a one-point game at halftime. I was like – I was double-taking at my screen. I was like, how did that happen? How, <laughs> how did we play so terrible? And then for nine minutes there, we just played unbelievable football. It was like a friggin' 180. It was awesome. Yeah, it,
0: it was so funny too. Like this, it was a retro Texas Tech game. Like that was the uh, that's the Texas Tech OU game that people are signing up for ten years ago. Oh and, yeah, and it's just it, 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 the, the amount of points that were scored over a hundred points at the end. Like it's just wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like the uh, I saw a comment. I don't know if it was on Reddit or something, but it was like this was like the Baker Mahomes game on like like crack. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Not like the, actually not the doing crazy. the drug, not yeah, not no, like actually like freaking out and like sitting in the corner, like doing like <laughs> <Shaking>. injecting and <laughs> shaking and injecting your arm. You're about to be evicted. <laughs> it was insane. Um, Tyler Shuck was awesome this game. Mm. I thought uh, he had some plays. Uh, he wasn't awesome in the first quarter. I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, he really, really wanted to throw a pick six in this game. He wanted to so bad. And uh, he finally threw that interception there in the fourth quarter. But overall, I thought he was really, really good this game. Um, and I I mean, we'll get to the quarterbacks when we're talking about kind of the whole season in general. But um, you got to hand it to Tyler Shuck for, uh, you know, losing his job basically to injury. Um, And then coming back after Baron Morton gets hurt, after Donovan Smith kind of loses the job and he comes in and wins three straight to end off your year. Uh, He's seven and one all time as the Texas Tech starting quarterback. Uh, It's it's insane. I I can't I can't wrap my head around what Tyler Shuck is. Is he good? Is he not good? I don't get it.
0: Yeah no that's it's a very fair question and like you like how you pointed out he's overcome a lot of adversity or adversity a lot of things he really cannot control but you know obviously the guy's got the skill and I, i'm going to admit that i was really giving kitley a lot of crap in the first quarter um but he, him teamed up with uh shuck they won the game it wasn't defense this time no it wasn't I mean, de- defense defense you know made a stand here and there where he really needed to, but otherwise it was definitely offense having to outgun the other team in an old style way. Like I was just saying only this time we were were able to actually win those games, which never worked out that way in the past, but no dude, absolutely. I I like that. You pointed that out and gave him a lot of credit because I think the two of them actually really got it done.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people have been quick to, to, quick to judge Hitley. Uh, you know, saying he's he's terrible, he's not calling the right plays, he's not running the ball, all this kind of stuff. He did what you needed him to do this game. Yeah, there were a few plays here and there that we probably didn't agree with. Um, but overall, I was you scored 51 points. So you can't be mad at the offensive coordinator. Uh, you can be mad at the offensive coordinator if we scored seven, if we scored 14. I understand it. No, he scored a 50-burger. Uh, and <laughs> so you can't get mad at Zach Kidley for this one.
0: No, not at all, man. And uh, just just a historic performance overall all around. Uh, obviously, we can't we're not the first people to tell you this, but, you know, beating OU mm. and Texas at the same time in the same season at home, too. That's like yeah. that's what really rules. Yeah. You know, uh, we haven't been able to get these teams in Lubbock in over a decade, and that's not an exaggeration. And just to send the old double T out with that score, that's going to be, you know, they're going to frame that picture and put it in different places around the athletic department at this point now uh, before they start tearing down the end zone. But just what an awesome night, man.
1: It was. It was great. It was uh, it was a good season overall. I need to I want to highlight a few seniors because this really was you know, this was your senior night. This is the last time a lot of these guys played in the Jones, but and they showed out. I mean, Sir Roderick Thompson, who Jeez. actually does, he does have a year of eligibility left, but he I think he's already basically determined he's going to the NFL. Um, Two touchdowns on this one, 86 yards. He really, this was your classic Sir Roderick Thompson game mm-hmm. where, I mean, every time he gets the ball and he's just so patient with it and yeah. waits for that hole or waits to just, use that speed to run around the entire, the title, the entire huddle there. It's insane. Uh, So Roger Thompson, I am so proud of that guy and so happy that he is a red Raider uh, and he is absolutely going to go down as one of the best red Raider running backs of all time. And that's not an exaggeration.
0: Yeah. I was about to say same thing. Yeah. He's definitely going up on the board. Uh, Yeah. as you know, like you just said, all time running back at Texas tech, um, and it seems to be a room that's kind of growing a bit lately. I mean, it's you know, we, it wasn't that long ago when we were talking about other great running backs. You get to see him with uh in that same realm. Um, and just a great game for him to go out on in the Jones, like you just said. Uh, so reliable this game. We like mm-hmm. that was the player you wanted to see to have the ball in his hands the most. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily Tyler Chuck slinging it, you wanted to see uh Todd, uh, not Todd Brooks, he uh, also great running back. Uh, sure. Sir Rodrick uh, moving the ball forward on, on the ground. So Dude, just, I'm going to miss him so much, man, but I can't wait to see him get knighted in the NFL.
1: Oh, yeah. Like no, that? No, I hope, I like hope, like yeah, I, it's pretty good. Um <laughs> Sir Roderick and Adrian Fry, two guys that were here from Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury to Matt Wells to now Joey McGuire. Jeez. Stayed all the way through, um, contributed during all those years, and to be through two different coaching changes and to just stick with the program and continue to be who they are. I appreciate them so much for what they did for Texas Tech, and they deserve that kind of recognition. Um, some other guys that we are not going to see uh, play again for Texas Tech because of eligibility reasons, or uh, in Tyree Wilson's case, uh, he is going to the NFL. He's going to be a first round pick. Uh, we already did the Tyree Love Fest on uh, the last episode. Guy rules. I wish I could have seen a I few more him. games. Uh, but he's—I mean—he needs to do what he needs to do. Joey said the same thing. He's like, "Go get your money, man. You are mm-hmm. gonna be an awesome Red Raider, an awesome NFL player."
0: Absolutely, man. Definitely gonna use him in this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a—you uh, know—that was certainly a side of the ball that was lacking in the against the Sooners. But no, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this was the last game at the Jones. We saw from Muddy. Uh, Muddy Waters, Creshawn Merriweather, uh, Kosai Eldridge, who had a great season. Um, Kosai, I don't know if a lot of people expected him to be, uh, you know, a starter at linebacker. He was kind of in and out of the lineup the last few years. And he really came in strong, had 14 tackles in this OU game. Um, you know, Muddy and Krishan their play speaks for themselves. Those guys rock. Um, they're absolute staples at the safety linebacker position. Um, you know, those guys are going to be hard to replace in the future. Uh, Vidale Scott, uh, two big TFLs there in overtime, uh, huge plays. He was kind of uh, a guy that played minimal this year, but uh, was one of those transfers that came in and was a depth piece. Uh, but huge plays in the OU win. Uh, Dimitri Moore, another guy, came in with Joey. Uh, Keon Blankenbaker, Chad Towson as well. We are not going to see in Red Raider uniforms i of bumming me out now. I mean, it was
0: like, man, these guys are great, but uh, they're never they're be awesome. in the Jones again. <laughs> we appreciate them. We On appreciate the them.
1: We're not going to see them play again, but hey, we appreciate them for all their work that they did for Tech. One hundred percent, man. Long list of other seniors that do have another year of eligibility. So keep your eye out uh, for. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and just nail them off here. Uh, Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings. Uh, these guys have another year if they want it. Uh, obviously huge pieces on the defensive line there. Um, Offensive line, Ethan Card, Cade Briggs, Weston Wright, Dennis Wilburn, and Cole Spencer will also – he was the transfer from Western Kentucky that didn't see the field this year because of injury, so he's got that medical gray shirt. Um, All those other guys, Dennis Wilburn and Weston Wright started the whole year, Um, so that's two pieces that you'd love to have back. Um, Henry Teeter, tight end, he could come back if he wants to. Um, Trey Wolf could come back if he wants to Uh, no way uh, he could and he's got another year if he wants it um so we'll see what he decides uh but he i mean he had a strong year man he had a really really solid year overall um so i'd love to have trey wolf back just consistency at your kicker position is always good for sure um our guy austin mcnamara he has a year left if he wants it if not i would understand i think that dude is an nfl player for sure uh, didn't get a lot of chances because of uh Joey and and Zach Kitley's uh decision making and going forward on a lot of fourth downs this year, but um still one of the best punters in college football. Um rather I'm than Reggie Pearson, um, two guys at the safety position that uh, has already been reported by Don Williams that uh Joey expects them back, which is massive to get Let's those go. two back. Reggie had uh two m- huge hits. Jeez, did oh, my God. I thought <laughs> Reggie was going to kill a man.
0: <laughs> 100%, dude. That guy was out for um, you know, her, getting the other guy. I don't want to say anything too violent. But. Oh, yeah. No, he was
1: out for blood. He was okay, out for blood. You say it then. Fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> when when they ran the, the quarterback, the Philly special to the quarterback in overtime, uh-huh. Reggie just, he was like, oh, boy, here we go. He had that in his eyes that he was going to crush. He was gonna crush Dylan Gabriel. It was awesome, and it was clean, dude. Yeah, it was it totally was just clean. a hit. I uh, know that's just one of those football plays you love to see. Uh, Rabbit had the interception this game. He's been it fantastic awesome. all year. Absolutely acrobatic. So anytime you get those guys back, it's it's a dub. Um, I love hearing. I'm loving. I'm loving hearing that is confirmed, man.
0: Just huge foundational pieces, of veterancy to come back for year two with Joey. So that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um Malik Dunlap and Rashad Williams both your starting corners this year. Uh they have another year if they want it. Um not sure what those guys are thinking. Um you know, Malik Malik took a step. He took a huge step this year. Uh he didn't start out as a starter, eventually made his way to that starting uh corner position. Um Rashad I thought was overall uh I think he wanted a little more from Rashad Williams this year, I think he was kind of hyped up to be this kind of lockdown corner that was going to really take a leap. Uh, And you didn't really see that. I don't know if it was injury, if it was the system first year and the new defense. I mean, it could have been a a number of things, but both of those guys have the intangibles. They're both six foot three. They're long arms. They're your your prototypical corner that you want. So I would love to have both those guys back.
0: For sure. I mean, you kind of saw in the OU game that we still have some issues back there. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's not that good to be just dropping bombs on us like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it would be great to have him back because it's just another year to develop them. And hopefully they can actually take that stuff up that you're just saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A few other guys that were more depth pieces than anything. uh, Tyreek Matthews, uh, because we're losing so much at the linebacker position with Krishan and Mm. um, uh, Kosai and uh, those type of guys. Tyreek Matthews would be a a good get to come back for next year Tyler Owens uh he was the Texas transfer he played minimal here and there uh he played a lot I think more towards the end of the season uh they in the secondary but another one of those guys that just got the size he's like 6'2 um you know he can stay with a lot of guys he's super athletic so would love to have him back uh Cam Watts Cam White Patrick Curley those are you know guys that played on special teams um you know if they want to come back great awesome it's good to have senior leadership um really only one receiver and that's Xavier White um, he's a senior. He could use one more year if he wanted to. Uh, he had some breakout games, uh, especially when Miles Price went down for those uh, couple games mid-season. I think Xavier White really uh, came through in the clutch, and uh, Miles Cole, who is huge defensive lineman, um, came in was playing a lot when Tyree got hurt. Um, He's he's Tyree size. He's just not quite as skilled, uh, but uh, another guy who you'd love to get back just from pure, pure size and pure talent.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, after having a year in a new system, whether they they, they've figured it was a good decision to stay or, or now thinking it's time to go. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out You know, so far. Like you've already posted only one players officially to uh, I think officially two. decide the bail. OK. Two. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, that was yeah. That was another guy from uh, transfer portal. That was a freshman. So, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, there is one more that I didn't mention because this is going to lead into the next conversation here. And that is uh, Tyler Shuck <laughs> uh, started four games for the Red Raiders this year. Uh, won all four of those games. Um, he's, again, he's somehow seven and one as your Texas Tech starting quarterback, uh, six and oh in games that he has played and completed. Um, all right. What are your thoughts uh, going into next year uh, with the quarterbacks?
0: Uh, you know, for some reason, I was thinking this whole time that this was our last year with Tyler Shuck, even, even if he had another year of eligibility because I think because yeah, there was always this talk that this guy potentially had NFL look and I was wondering maybe he'd come in play one more year with us and maybe get a flyer out in the NFL Um, but now it's 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 kind of a top call because I know everyone probably the biggest discussion everybody's having about next season when it comes to the quarterbacks and everyone is always quick to say that we have a very deep quarterback room and I think that maybe that quarterback room can begin to overflow now and that there's true skill in this quarterback room and all three of these guys could start at other colleges if they want to. And so the discussion kind of becomes who's going to get more of the nod for looking into the the next season, right? So, and obviously mm. if you're getting the nod, you're going to stay, but if you're not, is it going to be or unless Joey somehow says I don't know who's the starting quarterback up to the uh the very end again, but I just can't see that happening again. And uh I, I it becomes a really complicated question.
1: Yeah. Um I it it's hard, it's hard for me to like fully analyze this because you're you're basically who I think should be number three is seven and one as a starter at Texas tech and uh, Tyler Shuck, I think is a talented guy. I think he's got a lot of skill. I think he's got some poise to him. He made some, he made some plays. He grew as a quarterback at Texas tech because there were plays early on in those early games where you were playing it tight to Stephen F Austin, playing it tight to Florida international in the first half where he was taking bad sacks. He was throwing a lot of interceptions. He wasn't making right decisions he was one thing I noticed in these last couple games that Tyler Shuck has played is that he has gotten rid of the ball when he needs to get rid of the ball. He has been smart with it. He has, uh, hit some guys in the middle of the field. I mean, he threw some darts, uh, that, that touchdown, he threw to Duran Bradley there in the OU game was a freaking dart. I mean, that was a, it was a great play. And you saw what he can do as a quarterback. It's just, can he be consistent? Can he stay healthy? Um, you know, is he too old? And this decision is going to be the toughest, uh, I think, for Joey Maguire. And um, if I was Joey Maguire, Zach Getley, I, you know, I would I would basically sit Tyler Shuck down and, and tell him to transfer <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> is what I would do. Yeah, because and if he wants to compete for the job, you obviously you let him because you like those type of guys in your locker room. You know, Tyler Shuck seems like a good dude, a good person, uh, good competitor for everybody, a lot a leader, you know, in the locker room. I think that's something that we can all say about Tyler Shuck. But um, you know, you can't risk Baron Morden transferring, in my opinion. Um, I think He showed you some stuff this year in the in the few games that he played um, that you just didn't see from the other two guys um, in terms of I think he's the best for Kitley system. I think he's probably the most talented of all three of these guys, and he's the youngest and you have multiple years with him as your starting quarterback. And so I think that's where the decision is ultimately going to come to is, hey, do you want to trade two or three years of Baron Morton for one year of Tyler Shuck here? And uh, I don't think I don't think you want to risk that. Um, so, yeah, in, in terms of quarterbacks, um, I just I don't see a way I don't see a reality where Tyler Shuck stays.
0: I'm on an identical page with you on the Barron Morton choice. I think Baron Morton is your quarterback next year. I think Baron Morton's your quarterback for the next three years or so. Um, and, and that's awesome. It's great to have a quotation mark franchise quarterback to be running on uh with a full full head of steam into the future here. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised that you're taking the stance that uh you set him down and tell him to transfer. Uh, because I mean, with my head, it's just like I thought you were about to say you set him down and tell him that uh he has to fight for the job. Like it, it's not given.
1: I think that's um, a guarantee that that's going to happen. If yes. he does say that he's, he, if he like, if he doesn't tell Tyler Shuck to transfer, he's going to say, Hey, you, it's not your job, man. Like uh, yeah. we're going in this with a healthy competition. Like we did last off season. Uh, you saw all four quarterbacks this year and you saw good stuff and you saw, uh, you know, some bad stuff from these guys. And so uh, I, I don't know how you have an instant starter for sure. Uh, after watching all four or all three of these quarterbacks this year.
0: Mm. No, absolutely. And so I, I, I kind of feel like if that's the case, it's going to be kind of a repeat in that. But at the same time, that defeats what I just said. I feel like you kind of have to start leaning into a quarterback as you move forward here, you know, because mm-hmm. the foundation, this was foundation here. This was a year where you kind of try some new things, add some spices in. But now you got to start, you know, you, you have a great year. Now you have to at least meet that next year or people are going to be really disappointed. So you have to yeah. start. Improving, and I don't know if you improve as a program if you play this juggling thing with quarterbacks. I feel like you got to start developing one and start riding with them, giving that confidence that you're the guy. Obviously, he can lose it at any point, but you know, that's how quarterbacks understand these things. But okay, so we we talked about those two, and I think we're on the same exact page. Um, Mm -hmm. but what about our Swiss Army knife, Mr. Smith, who can apparently do it all and get the ball in the end zone? Multiple times (laughs) in every
1: possible way he can get a touchdown
0: in every way, and obviously do it with such swag. I swear that guy anytime he's in the end zone, he's doing some pose that'll be posted everywhere. Yeah, you know, like the kid can do it all.
1: Donovan Smith rules. I love Donovan Smith. (laughs) I still love Donovan Smith. I wanted him to start at the beginning of the year. He had some bad games, he also played the toughest teams. Granted, he had to go to Stillwater, or no, I'm sorry, that was born. He had to go to Kansas State. He had to play Texas. I mean, he had a tight one with Houston. He had a he had a tough go at it, and he didn't necessarily show it in that Kansas State game. But again, that's a good team, NC State, good team at the mm-hmm. time. They had Devin Leary. They were rolling. They, I think, they won like 11 straight games at home when we went in there. Uh, Donovan Smith. <laughs> I love that guy so much, and I see so much potential in him as a starting quarterback—not just a Swiss Army knife, but as a starting quarterback. I think he can be really, really successful, and potentially be an NFL guy in the future. He just really—he needs to clean up some certain things. He needs to clean up his decision making. Um, but towards the end of the season, they found the magic—the uh, magic touch there with throwing in Donovan Smith at the right time and you know running those trick plays and giving him the ball into the end zone in the red zone it was it was beautiful to watch and i was so anti against multiple quarterbacks playing but they used it really well um i don't see a reality that donovan smith wants to do that again uh wants to be this Swiss army knife guy and if he does Awesome. Let's come go, back. please. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be great. Baron Morton will play Donovan Smith will come in for certain package in the red zone. I'm all for it. If he wants to do that, but I don't see a reality where he wants to do that because he is a starting caliber quarterback and can win games for a power five team. And I firmly believe that he can be an NFL player one day. So, uh, you know, if you ride, maybe you, maybe just go into next year and tell Baron Morton and Donovan Smith, Hey dude, it's a competition between you two. Yeah, Yeah. Maybe Tyler Shuck, if he decides he wants to do that too and have the same thing all over again, you accept it. Because either way, you have a a solid starting quarterback next year. I think all three of these guys could win you games like they did this year. All three of these guys won you games. Um, And so – This sucks. (laughs) It sucks and it's good. It sucks and it's good. It's same. It's the same thing we had last off season that we could potentially have this off season, except I think I I don't think Tyler Shuck will be in the picture next year. There might
0: be a quarterback controversy at Texas tech university, but there's not a quarterback controversy on talking tech podcast. It sounds (laughs) like we, we are on the same exact page about all of this. And but for a while there, I mean, I, when I, remember, I remember you and I were uh, sharing this over a couple of bread sodas uh, watching USA tie it against England that, you know, I was like, I could picture both Donovan Smith and Tyler Shuck leaving and mm-hmm. leaving us with a backup and a freshman like Jake Strong. Like, yeah. I got to know if that was perhaps the destiny to unfold, but hope, I would rather this Donovan reality come because, you know, at least then you have a veteran quarterback as your backup, you know, having a having a green guy to you know to line up if your top dog goes down is not ideal but obviously you want what's best for all these kids and i wouldn't i would not blame any of them for transferring unless you're baron morton because you're supposed to be the, the golden boy at tex tech, tech university so you better <laughs> but i wouldn't
1: state. i wouldn't blame baron morton for transferring if we decided to you know give tyler shuck that opportunity i wouldn't blame him because that would have been another year of him sitting where right. it's like cheese man but um yeah, this is a this is going to be the toughest decision Joey's had to make while he's been at Texas Tech going into next year. Um, uh, my prediction is that uh, it's going to be Morden and uh, I, I. Tyler Shuck's going to transfer, and I think Donovan Smith will also transfer, and that's going to make me so sad. Um, and well, now. I don't think Jake strong is going to be a backup quarterback in that situation. I think you're going to get a, a transfer from somewhere okay. to yeah. be your backup QB. Hopefully. I don't I, Yeah. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe Jake strong, they believe in him a lot and think he, they could throw him in as a true freshman, but um, no, I think he would go for a, a veteran kind of backup quarterback at that point. Um, point. But yeah, I guess that's my final prediction is that uh, they ride with Morton and, and both Chuck uh, and Smith
0: are going to transfer.
1: Why are we bumming ourselves out here? I mean, Texas Tech, Tech just
0: concluded. It's a not bad. Season. It's
1: not a It's not a bad thing. I would be depressed if Donovan Smith transfers because I like that guy. And I really think I think we're going to see him at another school succeed, and it's going to be heartbreaking. But you're also going to understand because we have Baron Morton.
0: Just for love of God, don't go to a Big 12 school or a rival Please. school. That's it. That's all we ask. That's that, it. Would,
1: that would stab me in the heart. Yeah, then, he then I that. hate
0: them. Then they're scum. <laughs> then then this teenager who just wants to play football is
1: worse than criminal no uh, what do you what do you think what do you think morden and then the other two are gone
0: yes i like all i right. said there's no co quarterback controversy on Talking tech. yeah I'm a, I'm a barren guy i mean i just i think we all are kind of
1: barren guys in the sense that like he is the chosen one so yeah
0: and he's but again that he's a
1: freaking golden boy if any one of these guys starts for texas tech next year i am not going to be mad all right, mm-hmm. I will be upset when guys transfer, and that's yeah. just the reality of what it is. It's the game. Um, yeah, it's the game. You know, people don't sit for three years anymore; they mm-hmm. go and get another opportunity somewhere else, and that's not a bad thing. It's it's you know probably in their best interest as well. So look at the Columbia Magic and 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 Marshall. You know, yeah, <laughs> taking over West Virginia. <laughs> How did Virginia? they end up this
0: year? I know they beat Notre Dame. They went I think, six and six at the end of the day. Um, I
1: think I think Columbia got benched. Oh, I want to say. Yeah, after our being guy,
0: a Mighty Fire, Fighting Irish.
1: Our guy, Henry Columbi, I believe, got benched. Let's see. Oh, they finished off four straight wins. Oh, but they, lost. yeah. Ugh. It's not great. Not a great season for, for the Thundering. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He definitely got benched. Oh,
0: no. The only player to block us on Twitter.
1: Yes. Unblocked only player us, so far. Only player so far. We'll see. No, we don't like to. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did with the Twitter account. Why? What? Okay. I, I think I know what I did. <laughs> I tweeted. I responded to somebody who we were talking about the Wells era. I think after he got fired, and I was, or no, 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 it was that thread that I put for uh, basically showing all the quarterback injuries that we've had and all the all the percentages of starts we've had a backup quarterback start for us, and some guy was like well, we would have done better in 2020 if so-and-so didn't get hurt. And I was like, dude, you're not going to convince me that Henry Columbia <laughs> was going <laughs> to, was going to be a difference maker for you. If he started the whole year. And I think that's what happened. Now I get it
0: because you doubted his, his magic and I don't blame him. I, I say, keep us blocked.
1: <laughs> keep, come on the podcast, Henry Columbia. Let's, let's duke it I'd out. Love let's that. talk. Oh my God. That'd be great. Um, no, Uh, Heisman Henry, um, not not great, not a great year for for our guy. All Um, right, this is not a
0: Marshall podcast, anyway. uh,
1: Do you want to make it? It could be, it could could be. Go (laughs) heard, no, go heard, baby. Overall thoughts on the season. How happy are you with this year? What stood out to you? Uh, what what did you think of the year? Oh, I think, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to
0: me is finally. I think that's a word I can finally say. Like, oh, that's a way to repeat myself there. Um, It's finally, it's the amount of seasons we've had. where just winning was the biggest wish we could ever make on a star in any game. And now we're not in the basement anymore. You know, we, the, the finishing ninth in the big 12 over and over again was getting really old, really mm-hmm. old. And just so like every season felt like deja vu and you know, the same problems kept popping up in a different ways. Um, and it's just it feels so good to have a team to believe in and, and just know that the future is going to be better. You know, it yeah. has to like it has to get better. And I'm not saying that every single year uh, Joey Maguire is going to be try- just adding a win on each time. But uh, it's just at least, you know, the foundations are strong and that it's going up. It's not stagnating and it's not going down.
1: Yeah, that was the worst part about Wells is you just yeah. didn't see a good future. You no didn't matter what, you you didn't see it going anywhere, and and that was the case with Kingsbury. We wanted mm-hmm. it so badly for it to go somewhere, and it just never did. And with this team, with this program, what did you do? You got home wins. That's something we desperately yes. wanted. Uh, was you you needed to win? You needed to make Lubbock a tough place to play. You needed to provide the home fans with wins and with fun games and with field rushes, and you did that. You injected life into the program. I think Joey McGuire is such a motivational guy, uh, not only with his players, but with the fan base. He excites the fans. He gets them ready for football. We're getting out of this decade-long funk that we just went through of watching consistently uh, underperforming teams and teams that didn't give a crap. And Mm -hmm. this was not this team. This was a a team that really gave a crap. Uh, You had a winning record in conference play, something you have not done since 2009. You are going to a solid bowl, whether that's the Texas Bowl, whether that's Cheesa Bowl, whatever. You're going to play a good team, and you are 7-5, and and it's going to be fun. Uh, And this may be the biggest thing. You're recruiting and much better. Matt Wells, Kingsbury, all those guys, you are recruiting really good talent. I mean, you have like a top 25 class right now and it's mm-hmm. almost signing day. So if you, if you looked at Texas Tech on the second year of Matt Wells and you were like, oh, are we going to get a top 25 class? There's no freaking way we no we're going to get a top 25 class with Matt Wells. So uh, and to be Joey McGuire and do that in one year is absolutely impressive. Uh, and you beat the two SEC teams. So, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what more can you ask?
0: And, and I think that, that's definitely why I kept saying it's it pointing to the sky. Whenever I said you can actually believe that you're going up as this recruiting class. And those things go together. I mean, you need to recruit good players to have good teams. Um, you yeah. can You can coach up guys all day long. But there's absolutely a natural talent to it as well. Um, so if you get the best players on the best coaching staff, good things are going to happen. Alabama doesn't do it with, you know, you know, finding diamonds in the rough with two stars. They don't, that's, that's not really how they do it. Um, but, and I, I think that's the reason why I was really excited to say that finally is, you know, Kingsbury almost had it, or at least the idea of Kingsbury had it that, you know, in college, in college sports, the star is the coach. The star is your head coach, Jen, because in the sense that that's who it's always going to be. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, when it, Patrick Mahomes was here, that's all you could talk about. I mean, you're talking about Kingsbury, too. That's what I'm like saying. That's who you thought you wanted it to be. But yeah. he's a character that you could put the double T on and mm-hmm. he can represent it for as long as he's at Texas Tech. You know, he's not gone in four years. So, that's what I'm really excited about. I mean, I feel the same way about Mark Adams and Tim Tadlock. Only this guy obviously, this guy's way louder and way more charismatic. <laughs> but you yeah. you get what you get what I'm saying. Like he's a star and he's a star in Lubbock. And that's what we always wanted. It wasn't Matt Wells. and just the idea of Kingsbury was. It wasn't actually Kingsbury. So it's that's what's so great about
1: Joey. Well, and it's a guy who genuinely loves where he's at. He yeah. genuinely enjoys and appreciates where he's at and where he's come from and what he's willing to do and willing to fight for for the future of the program. And I think that's important. You know, you never saw Matt Wells buy into the community. You never saw um, Cliff Kingsbury as much as he's great and we loved him as a player. He was never really the super involved guy in the community. Exactly. And you know, you really thought Cliff was waiting for that next step to go to that next place and. Uh, you know, different guys, different strokes for different folks. But Joey McGuire is just like if you painted a picture of the Texas Tech head coach, it's Joey McGuire. Like for it's sure. a guy who loves this place, wants to succeed so badly, also appreciates where he's come from and appreciates the people and the fans and everything like that. So um I think this was a phenomenal first year for Joey um, I think uh, you know. There's obviously some things to work on, um, but it's. I think you ended up uh, overachieving this year.
0: A, a hat tip to Kirby Hoke. Yeah. he finally got all three in a row. You know, yeah. we, were, we were very critical that. Yeah, he's got. He's nailed. He's nailed baseball and he nailed basketball multiple times in a row, and mm-hmm. now he's finally gotten football right. Um, and obviously. You know, people we can we can bomb next year. People will be saying, like, well, that last, but no, I mean, I don't feel that way. Um, no. I think that Joe obviously Joe McGuire is the future. So hats off to Kirby Hoka. And obviously, I think the win against OU felt really good for Kirby because I like, you know, I've told you all this over and over again. My theory was Brent Venables yeah. was supposed to be the head coach of Texas Tech instead of Matt Wells. And I I, I bet it was a little sweet uh sweet little vengeance there on, on his old buddy there.
1: Yeah, well old Brent Venables didn't coach himself a very good game against Texas Tech, so no. maybe we maybe it was for the best. Um and, uh,
0: hiring Jeff Levy wasn't exactly a superstar move, sir. And and both, both on the field and character wise. So
1: yeah, you just talk about a POS of a person. Seriously. I mean, dude. and then and now he's not even doing well. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I, I, I hate that. And, hate and
0: plus he needs he, he looks like he's out of a Halloween movie. And needs to go back to uh, whatever ghoul who Venables came from.
1: yes venables looks like willem Defoe's crazier like cousin yeah he, he, he looks like an insane person he's like he a looks- skeleton man who is constantly like giving you the Joker face and yes. it's terrifying he, he
0: looks like a vampire you know like how the like, the whole thing with vampires is if they don't feed they start looking more like yeah. ghoulish that's yeah. what he looks he looks like a starved vampire yeah. like, These go back ghouls. on the hunts yeah, we've talked
1: about this before off bud. The OU coaches are ghouls. They're both, they're, they're both terrifying to look at. I like Porter Moser, but man, that guy's terrifying. Uh, you look at him; he's like a. They both look like weirder versions of Willem Dafoe. This guy, go look at Porter Moser. He looks like a like a jacked version of Willem Dafoe. It's it's. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get. Look, it, I know. WU.
0: Glass houses and everything. We're ugly as hell. But like seriously, seriously, Halloween movie dudes, right there. They look like you should yeah. be casted in like a 1950s horror film. Yeah,
1: just insane people, insane like, looking people. Old so, school Wolfman. We'll see. Uh, we'll see Oklahoma. They're they're already out on on Venables. So yes, <laughs> the Sooner fans are in meltdown mode. My guy, <laughs>
0: it's pretty nice to see it finally, especially with it the is. way Lincoln Riley's going. You know, oh, Red yeah. Raider, beloved Red Raider, Lincoln Riley,
1: <laughs> beloved Red Raider will go down to the Texas Tech Hall of Fame, Lincoln <laughs> Riley. Um, all right, man. That's it for football. Um, I think we've talked about it enough. Uh, great yeah. first season for Joey and the boys. It's not uh, done. We could get eight wins. We could get, get eight wins uh, with this one. I hope we get a good team. I have no idea on the bowl prode- projections. I've heard a lot of cheese at bowl uh, in Orlando. That would be cool. Awesome. Uh, I think we would be playing an ACC team if that was the case. So look out for like Clemson, North Carolina, uh, Florida State potentially um, could be cool. Could be cool. It'd be kind of cool. Be kind of rad. Be be pretty neat. Be pretty neat to beat one of those teams in the Cheez It Bowl. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about basketball. Um, opposite of what has been happening with football, uh, basketball. A disappointing trip to Maui. That's, that's weird. Uh, yeah, that I, weird. that's that was a weird. That sentence was what I just said. That wasn't correct. The last. What few is this? Two thousand eight. Yeah, right? No. Uh <laughs> disappointing chip to Maui. Um, i you finally got tested um by some really good teams. And granted, these teams were good. Like Creighton is a good, good team, like a top five probably team in the country right now. And they played like it. Um, you also played uh Ohio State, who is also very good. Uh they're a strong team, they have a lot of good players on that squad. Um, and you destroyed a horrible Louisville team. So overall uh i would not say this trip was a success i think you saw a lot of flaws in this team and uh i just think you have a lot to build on
0: yeah i mean i think you're seeing a lot of youth you know you're so or at least a lot of like unfamiliarity you yeah. know with with both each other and the system um and you know when you're finally going up against co- a real competition the cracks really start to break open and mm-hmm. you see as a coaching staff what you need to take care of what's mostly dis- what's more disappointing than anything is you know, obviously you lose. I mean, that's, that's basketball going, a, going in an undefeated season is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to lose it's just nature of the beast. Um, but th- I think what was disappointing is this was like, your really your one few chances to actually pad up that tournament buffness. Yeah. I'm looking for the right words here. Um, and he couldn't really do it. You weren't able to grab a signature, a signature win team on, um, uh, before the, the 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 Big Twelve season really gets rolling, so that's disappointing. I know, I, I have no doubt in my mind we're gonna get, we're not gonna get this that uh, we're gonna turn this around, but just just an you know, all, all out sh- disappointing showing in, in in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I put I put the thread on Twitter this morning. Uh, this is what sucks about having a terrible non conference schedule, and mm-hmm. this is Texas Tech's own fault. They choose to do this every year. And I, again, I understand the reasoning for it. I get scheduling a lot of bad teams in the non conference so you can get your team, uh, you know, ready for that 18 round fight that is the Big 12 conference play. But man, when you lose those couple of challenges in the non conference, your resume is nothing outside of the big 12 right now, you have one more chance at a quality win in non-conference play. And it's LSU who's a middling sec team at best. So I, you got a horrible draw in the big East challenge in, in Georgetown. And then you're playing a bunch of no names. Like you're playing Eastern Washington and Houston Christian and all this. Cra- it's like, yeah, you mean Houston Baptist? No, you no, know, it's, it's no longer Houston Baptist. No, it's actually Houston Christian now. Um <laughs> This is it's a problem, and it was announced or reported today that the Big Twelve SEC challenge is ending after this year. So there goes one of your guaranteed good games in the non-conference. You need to do a better job of scheduling better non-conference opponents. You don't need to schedule Duke and Kentucky every year. It'd be great if you did, but I get it. Those teams don't want to come to Lubbock, and you don't want to play neutral side games all the time. I understand, but schedule teams. Power 5 teams or even, you know, middling G5 teams that want to come play a home-and-home home with you in Lubbock. It, like, replacing Nickel State and Houston Christian with Oregon State Minnesota is just so much better. And those are middling teams. that Those aren't teams that aren't going to be difficult to schedule. Even if you have to play a neutral side game, it's so much better having those teams on your resume than having these frigging 10 cupcakes that you have every single year at home that you blow out by 30 your team learns nothing about it nobody in the committee cares uh on selection sunday that you beat nickel state by 50 it's it's so pointless to me that you keep continuing to schedule these terrible teams and so many of them i'm fine with two or three four even on the year but you have like 15 non-conference games. You don't have to schedule 12 terrible teams in the, of those 15.
0: It really feels like the equivalent of scheduling multiple FCS teams in a football it season. Um, it's like, what are we, an, an SEC football team or something? Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm with you. Well, what it's, we, Also, what kind of sucks about these, and you, I know you sort of touched on it, is, look, as a fan, the only reason why I'm excited to watch these games is because basketball's back. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I kind of feel like I'm watching a rerun where I know we already went, you yeah. know, and it's just, there's, there's really nothing to be excited about. It's just, wow, look at us jump all over this high school level team. Okay. That was, that was just mean. Look at us jump all <laughs> over this team that is not of our powerhouse. It's
1: not good. You can tell they're not good. Not they're good. just not, it's like, it's Q4 games. You're gaining nothing from playing these teams. Just like you're gaining nothing from drawing Georgetown in the Big East Challenge. You got all these good teams in the Big East and then you get freaking Georgetown. It sucks. Terrible. Sucks. It sucks. Um and even I like the LSU, I guess LSU's a fine draw on most mm-hmm. years. Like LSU usually puts out a pretty decent basketball team, but you still want like an Alabama or, or Kentucky or, you know, Auburn, one of these really good SEC teams and you didn't get that this year and without the SEC Challenge hope there's rumors that the big 10 might potentially do a challenge with the big 12, which would rule be awesome playing a big 10 team every year, but you have the big East challenge. And then you have some years you're like, luckily next year we're going to be in like battle for Atlantis. And this year we were in Maui, but if you don't win those three or four games against quality teams in the non-con, you have no quality wins outside of big 12 and that sucks. Yeah,
0: you got your work cut out for you in the Big 12, and that's not an easy workload to get through. I mean, obviously, we've fared very well these past few years in it, but it's an absolute bust-all, dude. And I I know it, I love Mark Adams' death, but I don't expect us to just be top three year in, year out and have yeah. no issue um, getting into the tournament because that's just an impossible task in this conference. So, But I, I'm with you, and I think we're just probably just echoing the way everyone else feels about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're just frustrated and, with the results of Maui more than anything right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean you went one and not two, but you did this. you did play well. It's not like you were terrible and you got blown yeah. out. You played really good teams and you played well. The record sucks, but you did, you blew out Louisville. I mean, Louisville's horrible. They're horrible. But like you played good against Creighton for the majority of that game. You played well against Ohio State and they broke broke away at the end. Um, there's some there's some serious flaws with this team uh depth wise you need more from your bench uh I think it's really just the freshmen need to get it going and need to understand but right now what I saw from those three games in Maui you're having Kevin O'Banner do way too much on offense he's not a guy who can create his own shot very well and that's just not his game he's a he's a shoot pick and pop shoot the three grab some you know grind down on the rebounds Put, get some putbacks. That's Kevin O'Banner's offensive game. Kevin O'Banner should never be taking somebody off the dribble. He just should not. He's not, a, he's not good at it. And it's not what he needs to be doing. He's good at so many different things, but that's not it. So that part of it, they have way too much running through Kevin O'Banner on offense right now.
0: So I do you think that's, is that more of a, a Kevin frustration, like more, or like kind of like feeling like we no, put it on the shoulders of a team
1: captain guy. No, than, it's not. A, like, I don't think the it's a Kevin O'Banner. The other dudes. I don't think it's a Kevin O'Banner problem. I think it's your team. You're you have other guys on this team that are not stepping up and not doing what but, they yeah. need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, most and and I'll call out Jalen Tyson because I don't know if I'm expecting way too much out of a out of a sophomore out of a guy who hasn't played a lot of college basketball. But you need more from him, and I said it last week. I said it the week before. You need more from Jalen Tyson. He needs to take 15, 16 shots a game. He just does. He's too talented. He's way too passive uh, during these games. And I get it. It takes a while to flow in this offense. It takes a while to get used to it. But you need to be a little more selfish. And I don't normally say that. I wouldn't say that if I didn't think he's that good. I think Jalen Tyson is really, really good. And he needs to take more of an aggressive approach towards the game. Defensively, he's fine. Offensively is where we need him because Kevin O'Banner cannot be your main offensive piece. Davion Harmon is great. I think he's shown some great stuff. I think Bacho's shown some great stuff. But if you're talking about just a one-on-one type scorer and a guy who who you need to go get a bucket in a clutch situation, you need a guy like Jalen Tyson. And I want him. He just has not been aggressive enough for me.
0: Do you think it's like a, a the lights are really bright and he's just not used to it yet kind of thing?
1: He's young. of the ball. He's young. Uh, he, yeah. uh, and I can see him kind of picking and choosing where he's going, but I've also seen him in situations where he wants to go one-on-one and he gets a little bit of space and then he holds it and he passes it off. It's like, dude, just shoot it, just shoot it. Because mm-hmm. honestly, you shoot going one-on-one with the guy is a really good weapon that we have. Mm-hmm. And I just really like to see more of it. Um, it's, it's been a little disappointing watching him because I just know how good he can be. Uh, and it may just be me expecting too much out of him. I'm not sure. I feel like I've watched enough basketball to know when I see a good player and I I want him to be more aggressive. That's
0: right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's that yearly time where we're going to go. The one thing we're complaining about with Tech Tech basketball is the ability to score. This is the only <laughs> thing you're allowed to complain about when it comes to Tech Tech basketball.
1: Yeah, the offense has been frustrating, but I, I think two guys that have really shown out for Texas Tech to kind of spin it a little bit and put a little more positive tone on on this season so far. Daniel Bacho was awesome in Maui. He was an all-tournament type player. He was like 15 points a game, nine rebounds, like two and a half blocks a game. Daniel Bacho is a dude, man. Like, he's not just this jokester that's running around, you know, doing crazy <laughs> stuff favorite. anymore. He is awesome. He's a legitimately great player.
0: <laughs> he's the, literally the greatest basketball player ever. <laughs> it's that Pacific sun glistening on his French skin. He just absorbs it and just he's such a beautiful human. And, and I don't know. I think I'm just falling in <laughs> Where love are you with, going with this guy. I don't know. <laughs> so anyways,
1: no. I, when he, when I really like <laughs> when, when he got hit in the face. He looked like Rambo. Out there, it was great when he had blood rushing (laughs) out his face. I think it was the uh, I think it was the Louisville game. Not Rocky, looked uh, like Rocky Rambo. Rambo, All the uh, a badass movie character. That's what he looked like. Daniel Bacho, Daniel Bacho
0: rules. All right, (laughs) this Daniel Bacho conversation is all over the place. I
1: know Daniel. Just uh, like him, he's Bacho three. Daniel Bacho is him. (laughs) <laughs> All right, <laughs> Davion Harmon has also been good. I I think he's a guy that's shown uh, that he can go get a bucket when you need him to, um, and uh, you don't really want him to a lot of the time. Like you don't, you shouldn't have him going one on one as much as you have him going one on one. But he has shown you he can do that, and he can finish at the rim over these taller defenders. Um, he can shoot the ball really well. I'm excited about Davion Harmon. I thought Pop played really well in Maui as well. Um, just showing you that dude's bucket, like we said, uh, great shooter showed a little finishing ability around the rim as well. Uh, still, uh, kind of struggling with like fast breaks and, um, you know, finding the right guy. But, uh, I thought him and Bacho developed a really good pick and roll game, uh, where he found Bacho a lot in the, uh, for, you know, dunks in the lane and everything like that. So, uh, I thought pop took a step
0: yeah I also just really like the energy both those two that you mentioned bring to the court as well like they they really do bring a ferocity to it. they bring some teeth to an uh, whenever the you know to the offense at least with the with with the with the aggression mm-hmm. um but yeah no it, it perfectly put there
1: yeah no absolutely um yeah, i think you, i said it earlier you need to find more from your bench um mm-hmm. you're not uh, you're not really getting consistent minutes from a lot of people i think k j allen's played good here and there um we've seen uh uh robert jennings actually play pretty well off the bench i think lamar washington had a pretty good game um but uh what i the two guys that i want to see more and and grind out a role for them mostly because of their height and their length and their uh ability is kerwin walden and elijah fisher i think need to be either your best two guys off the bench or in the eight man rotation because First off, they provide you. They're both six, seven, and up. They're both really long and athletic. Um, you know, Kerwin can shoot the heck out of the ball, um, and Elijah Fisher is just uh, one of the most athletic players you have on your team. So defensively, if he gets it, if it starts clicking with him, I think Elijah can be a real guy for you this year, and, and Kerwin as well. I'd like to. I'd like to see Kerwin get a little more aggressive when he's in there and, and shoot the ball a little more. Look, the good news
0: is we're still at the very beginning of the season. So yes. these guys are obviously still filling in their shoes. So um, I'm looking forward to see how they develop. Hopefully, you know, they obviously the coaching staff is recognizing these same things. So hopefully this is what they're developing on. I uh, know that's what they are developing on. So hopefully we just see the, the steps forward here for me now.
1: Yeah. And because of the scheduling uh, you have this year, you have a lot of tune up games <laughs> before <laughs> big 12 play starts for that. Um, I think you have like six or seven before you play TCU. Um, and see T-C who? PC who? Um, Georgetown's next actually in the Big East Challenge. Um, a team that I believe is one in four on the year. Oh, good team. Uh, they're so bad. This are so is bad.
0: But this is this is the Mac game. This is the Mac team.
1: This I I am so upset. Everybody was so like thrilled when we got Georgetown <laughs> and when they announced the the who we were playing in that tournament. It's nothing like, but Mac lungs, guys. Georgetown went winless in conference last year. They were horrible, and they're horrible again this year. They have lost. They okay. First game overtime against Coppin State. Uh, then they beat Green Bay. They lost to Northwestern. They lost to LMU. Who is that? I don't know who that Louis is. Louisiana Monroe, maybe? No, no. It's like who is? That? Oh, Loyola Marymount. They lost to Loyola Marymount. They barely beat LaSalle. They lost to American University this year. Have you ever heard of sounds, American University?
0: Sounds like an online. It sounds university. like an on-
1: it's yes, this is uh, this is because whatever. it's America's East, University anywhere. East New Hampshire University that you're playing, they barely beat UNBC. This is not a good team and we should beat them by 50. Um hey, I'd enjoy that. I don't care that Patrick Ewing is coming to Lubbock. This is not a big deal. This is the worst team in the Big East, and we drew them in the Big East Challenge. It sucks. We can't ever get a good opponent in this frigging challenge. Let's ruin them. Let's just blow them out. I hope so. I hope we do. I hope we get mad after Maui and we blow them out. Um, But... That's all I had on basketball. A lot of complaining. Uh we've gone through a lot of bad games. Um or well, I should uh, two bad games uh against quality teams. So I'm I'm probably overreacting a little bit. We have a lot of get right games ahead. Uh still excited for this team, still think they can accomplish a lot. Um but we need some guys to step up and we need our guy Dawes back. Our guy Fardos, once he gets back, it's 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 going to be good.
0: I'm not going to lie, I get a little upset whenever they use him in like promotional material. It's yeah. Like, thanks for hyping me up for nothing. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for getting me really excited to see and this it is Still
1: two, three weeks away. It's like, uh, <laughs> th- thank
0: you. Appreciate. It. Yeah. I, I. He can have my foot, though it would probably be very disproportionate <laughs> to his be, body. He would not be able to run very well. It'd probably be like being on a peg leg. But yeah. it's he can have <laughs> it if, if it's needed.
1: If it's needed, oh, I think Beans has already given up. Coach Beans has already oh, okay, given up cool. his foot. Maybe to he has a larger
0: shoe size than yeah, mine. <laughs> I run like a ten. I'm like about a ten in most shoes.
1: You have an oh. abnormally small feet. That's for, not. That's a ten. Isn't small. No, it's not. But you have small hands. You have small feet for being six feet tall. All right, on a good day, on a. Good- <laughs> See, Which I gave you rent. that. I gave you that little extra inch, man. You're good. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. That's why you're a friendo. <laughs> did you have anything else?
0: Nah, dude. I think we can end it on my feet size. I yeah, think that's we a can good spot to end it.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Oh you no, know we didn't do. Hmm. Oh we didn't do? crap! I can't yeah. believe it. We didn't that's, do it. That's 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 shitty. Now we're gonna do something that we always do. We have forgot, I think, one time earlier this year, but we're not going to forget it today because I just remembered. We need to play the song. Please play the song. Please do that. We're playing the song. Red Raider coming at you, riding
0: through the night with the fury of the West Texas wind. Red Raider coming at you, what a beautiful sight. The Texas Tech Red Raider is riding And that's my song of the week, Stephen.
1: <laughs> what a sweet victory it was. Um, speaking of songs, let's finish her off here with some songs of the week. Go ahead, buddy. All right, you know what? Uh, with this one, I'm gonna go a,
0: a little more mainstream Texas country. Uh, he's he's really you know made a staple for himself in Nashville. I've actually done his song, one of his songs before. I'm gonna go off, go one of his one of his big new singles with Parker McCollum with Handle on You. I think it's a really cleverly written song. I think uh, there's a lot of really funny parts in it. You know, not so funny, but like well-written um, handle on you, Parker McCollum. After all they-
1: There you go. Very nice, Parker Mac. Always some Parker, jams. Parker P, P- Mac. P- that's his stage name, actually. <laughs> really? That's what they call the LSU. That's what basketball they call them. They arena. call them the P Mac. That is that is the that's what they call the LSU basketball arena. It's the Pete Maravich Center. They call it the P Mac.
0: Well, that's that's the, the Parker McCollum. and I totally just made that up.
1: We're going to be at the P Mac on January 28th when Texas Tech takes on the LSU Tigers in basketball. It's going to be great. Kent just there. Everybody come and join. Come and join. Um, We'll show you the we'll show you the places here. Have some
0: overpriced beers.
1: Have some overpriced beers and meet some crazy Cajuns. It's going to be great. (laughs) Um, My song of the week. I've been listening to a lot of uh, 2000s country as of lately. Um, I'm going to do this one. It's just it's your classic jam. uh, Nice little love song, but also uh, kind of a fun song. It is Farmer's Daughter by Rodney Adkins. Um, named my first car After Rodney Atkins And uh, this is just It's a good song It's a classic It's its just something That came on the playlist And I was like Damn
0: That's the song we, of the week Were we re- listening to this song When we christened rodney rodney because i know we i think so rodney Rodney, together i are like yeah. well i was like what's the name of your car by the way and you're like it's rich you know what it's rodney it's
1: rodney it looked like it was it was a 96 it was a runner rodney. it looked yeah. like a rodney it was, it a was good definitely
0: name. rodney yeah i missed that car that it's was a, good a great car. ride dude
1: it was good good first car for sure a great
0: um, tune dude I, yeah. I, i'm never mad when that comes on terrestrial radio
1: oh absolutely good jam but all right brother if you have nothing else we can end it off right here uh with some plugs like we always do you can follow both me and tristan on twitter tristan is at tristy mick i'm at l underscore s underscore rodriguez follow the pod on twitter at talking tech pod uh you can follow our songs we playlist there on spotify and apple music uh if you could like rate review subscribe to the podcast we would very much appreciate it uh we're on all platforms that you can imagine um but let's end it off always reckon tech
0: tech uh
1: wow first of all uh Got a lot of respect for Stephen and Tristan. Uh, Their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. I love the game of basketball, but also love West Texas. And I love Stephen and Tristan. I'm extremely proud. I don't know where we go from here. I'm I'm thinking, I'm just going to sit back down. It's just not getting better than this. I would like to thank uh, Stephen and Tristan. This is incredible. These guys have a passion and a love for this school.